1: Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, along with my co-host, Keith Compagna, who is uh, somewhere lost in traffic. He's MIA at the moment, but hopefully he'll be joining us. Uh, Excited to have our guest today, Phil Strazula. He's founder of NetWave Hire. You'll hear more about him and uh, have a great conversation with Phil shortly. And as always, we want to thank Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions uh, for making this show possible. Uh, Before we get to Phil, um, we hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving, getting ready for an extra long holiday shopping season this year. Um, I think this is the earliest possible day Thanksgiving can fall. Uh, which essentially gives almost a full extra week between Turkey Day and Christmas. I guess some people love that. Others may be excited to see it all end uh, in, a, in a few weeks. Uh, but uh, we'll be uh, talking a lot more about end of the year, things going on, uh, what's happening in the workplace with recruitment, with hiring, uh, uh, basically just uh, all, all types of events. We've got a couple of great guests lined up in December and uh, we're working on our early uh, trends for 2019, and we, we've got some great guests lined up for January, too. So you'll be hearing about those shortly. Uh, for anyone who missed last week's show, uh, it's now live, or it's not live, it's, it's available on demand on iHeartRadio, uh, but you really do need to uh, listen to that, along with our other ones. But last week's was a, a real special show. We had Dr. Rich uh, Pimentel. think I got that right. Um, You can get it on the, uh, you can go to our site at uh, www.thegggshow.live. That's www.thegggshow.live. Click on shows and underneath that you'll see podcasts and all our our shows are up there. But Dr. Pimentel is just an amazing guy, an amazing story. Um, If you didn't Hear the show last week. Uh, there was actually a movie made about him, uh, his life story, Music Within. And, you know, every day, uh, now probably several times a day, I, I catch an email or see something on the news that suggests how far many companies need to grow to compete in this race for talent. That's why I'm excited to have Phil today. Uh, he'll be joining us. But last night, uh, Jerry, my wife, and I were watching This Is Us uh, on, on our TiVo uh, from a couple days ago. And uh, Kate, one of the actresses, was turned down for a job she didn't have a college degree. She had the skills. Uh, she just didn't have a degree. Uh, she was a couple credits short of, of receiving that. And. I'm not discounting the, the value of a college and post-college degree. We certainly need that, uh, especially for many specialized positions, but heck, heck I, I, I value them. I got three of them, uh, but a lot of the skills I use today, I never learned in, skill, in school, uh, picked up by life experiences, work experience, and a lot of the skills required in today's jobs are are just not taught in school. Um, that's why I was asked recently to, to write an article for Cornerstone on demand rework. Um, the title of it was the, has the college job or has the college degree lost its luster? Uh, it just was posted this morning. That's why I'm bringing it up. So a lot of these things, uh, tie in, uh, I interviewed quite a few, uh, really great companies. It's amazing to to see how some of them are re-looking at the credentials to get hired. I'll be anxious to get Phil's opinion on that as well. One example uh, that uh, that I cited in the article was provided by a friend of mine and colleague, Kelly Lewis. Uh, He cited a program at Bloomsburg University where veterans and reservists earn school credit for the time they serve in the military. They learn a lot of good life skills, uh, especially logistics, technology, uh, discipline, commitment, loyalty, teamwork, Uh, And all those are skills that companies look at, but when it comes down to screening, they they sometimes miss that. And that also was tied into Dr. Pimentel's message last week about uh, the opportunity that the disabled and the veterans have. So I hope our listeners will take the time to listen to last week's episode and and read the article. Um, I'm going to post a link on my blog, on our blog too. And in just a few weeks, we're going to have Danny Innie. Uh, He's the author of uh, Leveraged Learning, a new book. Uh, It's a great book. It's how companies need to take a look at the skills and educations as credentials for hiring, Uh, or as he says it, why? What do non-traditional candidates bring to the table that college graduates might not? Uh, So there's there's as tough as it is to find people. There's there's quite a a wealth of other talent pools that just go untapped. So we we got Keith. He finally joined us Hello here, everybody. So yeah, um, so you, you heard me going over uh, what we were talking about, and yep. so how was yeah. your Thanksgiving?
2: Oh, everything went really well. Uh, pleased to tell the audience and yourself that I was able to cook my first Thanksgiving Day meal. Yeah, by congratulations, myself. had Good. the help of my guests that showed up for the turkey, but uh, all success. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, it was it was uh, it was good. It was super good. Um, we had a busy time with family and friends, and um, yeah, went to a couple movies and yeah. and caught up with some work. So that was that was great. Yes. Anything going on professionally?
2: Well, you know, we're uh, we're halfway through the 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 infamous fourth quarter. Yeah. of the of the calendar year. So we've got a, It's amazing to me. You know, as you know, I just finished up my first year at Jobvite, and the. The, the, the projects are, are snowballing right now. People are coming back to me saying, hey, we talked to you a year and a half ago. We talked to you a year ago. We just sat down and realized that we are essentially in need of your software, and, and which is you know awesome. I've spent a lot of time selling for a lot of different large software organizations, and it's just really satisfying to see that JobVite still carries this marketing message of where the people people think about when they start worrying about their recruitment needs.
1: Yeah, next year is going to be uh, really, really interesting. It's going to be a, a challenging time. It's oh, shaping yeah. up uh, not only with the world economy and yep. and where things are going that way. You know, big plant closures yesterday and other people are still struggling to hire people. So sure. that'll be interesting, which is uh, kind of a, a good segue to, to, to bring in our guest, Phil. Uh, Phil Um uh, I met Phil... Um, actually didn't meet. Uh, We we almost met. I was in Boston earlier in the year and and Phil was there and we were trying to um, uh, hook up. It just didn't work out. But uh, Phil's got a company called Next Wave Hire. It's a recruitment marketing company. Um, He's launching uh, a few other things, select software reviews to help HR practitioners, if I could say that, practitioners find them by the right software. He's a self-taught programmer, MBA, but um, uh, MBA from Harvard. Uh, but one of the things that, uh, that, uh, Phil had, has, uh, has done, uh, is he started a series called Wednesdays whiteboard Wednesdays and, uh, it's each week he goes on and I don't know if you had a chance to,
2: I've just, s- I them think I might've seen them truth be told.
1: Yeah. Um, they're they're really really good and and uh, he, I think he started that a little over a year ago so I'm anxious to to kind of hear his feedback on that and um, Phil are you there
3: I'm here guys thanks a lot for having me
1: hey good hey hey thanks I'm I'm really excited about it and again sorry you know it's uh, it's almost probably maybe close to a year ago since uh, we we almost tried to to get together just their schedules didn't match up. Uh, so tell me, well, well, tell us a little bit about Next Wave higher uh, Obviously, you're the founder. You started that up. Uh, tell us a little bit about the background than that, and then uh, t- talk to me, um, talk to us, I guess, and our listeners a little bit about, um, you know, I guess, what inspired you to do those the Whiteboard Wednesdays. They, they've been, they've been really good. I don't, I did, I went up. I don't know if the new one went up today. Or I watch them every week, and uh, and uh, that's that's how. Our- so, tell us a little bit about the company and, and Whiteboard Wednesdays.
3: Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for checking out Whiteboard. It's been fun. It was kind of, honestly, a New Year's resolution for me this year. In January, I said, you know, I feel like I have all these pretty interesting conversations with folks like yourself or people in the trenches doing the recruiting or HR generalists, et cetera, about different topics. And I learn stuff. Um, I'm, you know, privileged to talk to smart people And uh, I think a lot of the conversations that I've been having on a one-on-one basis would be interesting for lots of people. And so I just said, you know what, for at least the first few months of the year, I'm going to spend two minutes in front of a whiteboard every week. And I'm just going to try to teach one of the concepts that I've been talking to somebody about. Um, A lot of those concepts are stuff like how do you use Facebook ads for your marketing, Should I use an HR chatbot. Um, what should I actually care about when it relates to SEO and talent acquisition? How do I look at new ATSs? Like all these things that I think a lot of folks uh, really struggle with. And, um, you know, it, it kind of took off. Uh, I think our average video now gets five or 6,000 views. They usually get picked up by ERE and recruiting blogs and a few other sort of publications. And so that's been motivation enough for me to continue with my New Year's resolution, uh, even up until today, <laughs> when I got into the office or some morning meetings, I was like, oh man, it's eleven. All right, we got to do whiteboard Wednesdays. Um, so yeah, it's it's been fun, and um, people seem to like them. So we'll we'll keep doing them as long as people want to listen and and hopefully learn something.
1: And you you have, uh, I I think you wrote an article, and and I looked at the date. It was back in May, so. At that point, you had close to 200,000 views on it. Um, I mean, what is is it still still building?
3: Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of crazy, actually. Um, so, you know, each week we put out a new video, and and I would say in that first week, the videos on average get three or four thousand views, and then maybe a few other a few thousand more in the weeks after that. And then we've had one or two that consistently get traffic over time. Maybe they rank for something on the internet that people are searching for. Um, but a lot of people are, are watching them. And what's really cool, actually, and this is like totally ego-driven, but um, when I go to like an HR event, multiple people will come to me and say, hey, you're the LinkedIn guy. Um, or, hey, you're the whiteboard guy. And I'm like, yep, that's me. And and it's cool because, you know, it's one thing to kind of see this, the stats on YouTube or Wistia or, or LinkedIn, but it's another to then have a conversation about that. And Ira, I think that's how... I got on your radar and, and, you know, probably once or twice a month, people are like, hey, I'm going to be in Boston and I follow your whiteboard videos. Um, Let's let's get together for coffee. And of course, you know, those conversations spark more ideas that help fuel the fire to do more videos
1: oh I can I can absolutely relate to that because I, I've uh, somebody called me the Google guy <laughs> see yeah. a little bit because that's you know talking about Google for jobs and uh, you know last two books have had googleization sure. in it so I, I've sort of caught in that name the Google guy so I, I certainly can relate to the whiteboard guy <laughs> and the LinkedIn guy and I'm
2: a little jealous because here I am at the what I consider the front end of my uh, social media career and I'm uh I'm not that close at all in terms of getting that kind of press. I get a couple thousand views, but I'm not at that consistency. so kudos to you my man.
1: Thanks I appreciate mm. it. So, so tell us tell us, uh, us and, and and I don't think Keith is that familiar with it. Um, what about next wave higher uh, and then uh, we'll kind of lead is that'll lead into topics uh, that we're gonna chat about.
3: Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Uh, so yeah next wave. Hire is a software company. We're based up here in Cambridge, right outside of Boston. And what we do is we partner with mid-market HR teams, so companies that are usually like 100 to two or 3,000 employees, and we help them to run inbound recruiting strategies. So if you think about the world of sales and marketing 10 years ago before HubSpot and Marketo and all these inbound marketing software solutions, um, sales and marketing was basically like pound people over the head with phone calls until they respond to you. And all everybody with a budget was just getting pounded so often that there needed to be a new way. Marketing had to create interesting content that got prospects attention, that attracted people, that built a relationship so that they would have the right to eventually sell to that person over time. And I think you're seeing the same thing happen with recruiting the top talent is getting bombarded by recruiters, whether that's in-mails, emails, phone calls, and they're starting to turn off. Um, and so how do you get the attention of an engineer at Amazon or a salesperson at an interact company that's hitting quota? You've got to give them something that's useful to them. Maybe that's some career advice. Um, maybe that's helping them to hack something together with an open source project, whatever the case may be. You've got to get their attention, build that relationship, and then over time, have the right to talk to them about working at your company. And so that's basically what our software does. It enables the incredibly busy HR person or talent acquisition person at one of these companies who doesn't really know much about recruiting or inbound to be successful, to drive tangible ROI, and to basically make more hires of amazing people who are bought into the culture, and what the company's doing.
1: Hey, Phil, we're, we're actually going to take, we're up just against our break here, uh, but when we come back, uh, because a lot of our audience is uh, HR recruiters, uh, non, non-MBAs, non-business people, and uh, I, I want to dig deeper into a little bit uh, about, uh, I guess, how you would describe inbound marketing, inbound recruiting, because I'm sure a lot of these, uh, you know, the marketing departments know about HubSpot and, and Marketo, but I'm not sure HR does and the recruiters. So let's talk a bit, of, a bit about that. It's, it's certainly uh, hot on Keith and my list on, and radar. Uh, we'll be right back after listening to our host, are our sponsors, us uh, JobVite and Success Performance Solutions.
0: Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561 506 4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561 506 4031. Get your free advertising now.
2: What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geeks, Skeezers, and Googleization Show, powered by JobVite. JobVite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. JobVite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, JobVite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at JobVite.com.
4: Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy. Especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let success performance solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash w4cy. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ivor Wolf, my, with my co-host Keith Campagna, and we're talking to Phil Strizula today from Next Wave Hire. Um, when we left, um, we Phil had just introduced us to his company, Next Wave Hire, uh, and the topic of inbound recruiting. Uh, but I'm not sure that a lot of our listeners are. Uh, as familiar as we are with that concept uh, and especially how it impacts uh, recruitment and HR today. So Phil, can you kind of give us your, uh, you know, without the whiteboard, uh, (laughs) give give us your insights into what inbound recruiting is and how that relates to to your company and where things are going.
3: Yeah, sounds good. Um, I think I always relate this to marketing and I guess I'll, related to a good that I think we can all relate to, which is maybe like buying new sneakers, right? So the sneaker company, in order to attract you and build a relationship with you, they're not like sending somebody to your door and knocking down your door and being like, hey, buy the sneaker, are you looking for sneakers? They're putting out really interesting content about how to use the sneakers. So maybe it's like a Nike running shoe and they've got an ad with some famous runner like Usain Bolt, and they're showing you how to use the shoe, they're making you feel aspirational, um, they're basically explaining the value propositions of buying this Nike shoe, and therefore, in a very passive way, marketing to you the shoe without maybe even directly marketing the shoe to you. And I think a lot of like, especially B2B companies are doing this with their eBooks, their webinars, et cetera. Um, but what it looks like from an inbound recruiting perspective is you're marketing the company and the place to work. So that's your product. And maybe within that product family, you've got sub products like what's it like to be an engineer at the company? Um, What's it like to be a salesperson, et cetera. So those are your products, the sales job, the engineering job, how you market those can be the old school in mail phone call, email kind of pound people until they respond. Or it can be this new inbound paradigm, which is sharing useful information with your potential employee. So let's focus on engineering. I wanna get engineering candidates. How do I get them through an inbound marketing strategy? Well, maybe I wanna hold a hackathon at my company. Hey, this Thursday night from six to eight, one of our engineers is gonna lead a hackathon. We're gonna have beer and pizza. And we're going to be using this new API to build whatever it is you want to build. You're not marketing the job of working as an engineer there, but you're saying, hey, come to our company, meet a couple of our engineers, get familiar with our office space, maybe get familiar with an API that we built or we use in our process. And over time, you're building a relationship with that person. And maybe at that event, you say, hey, you'd actually be perfect for this job that we have. Um, so basically, it's using that content to draw people in. And that can be offline events. It could be a webinar that helps college kids with their resumes, or it could be one of your women in tech explaining how they've risen through the ranks, et cetera. But it's basically using this marketing dichotomy to drive people to you so that you can then get them into the interview, more formal uh, employee process.
1: So what do you guys – I mean, so how do you help companies – do this and and again a lot of our uh, you know a lot of my clients uh are small mid-sized companies and i say small a lot of them are family owned you know they they range from 20 or 25 employees and they they may not even have an hr person you know the marketing person and and the owner are are doing half of the half of this work so what does your company do and um how can some of these smaller companies um you know do as you did i mean with the white you know This is something as simple as uh, the whiteboard, Uh, you know, Wednesday Wednesday whiteboards.
3: Yeah. So the brainer thing that every company should be doing is to have a talent community on their career website. And when I say a talent community, let's think about this from the job seekers perspective. Let's say somebody goes to your career site and they're like, hey, this is a cool company, but I don't have a resume or maybe I don't have the time to apply through the ATS, or maybe I'm still in school, whatever the case may be, I'm not going to apply for a job. But I want to stay in touch with this company. What a talent community does is allows that person to just leave their name, their email, and what job they're interested in. And then over time, get updates on that company, get information on interview tips, on career paths, on those events that maybe the company is doing. So that in six months or nine months or 24 months when they're ready to apply they can apply for a job they can get in the interview process and they can get hired and the talent community form to put on your website it takes about 15 minutes to set up it's super cheap and this is one of the biggest drivers of roi for our customers and the company that we see implementing this strategy so that's kind of number one does that make sense
1: yeah. So, for you know, if if I was calling you, I'm I'm the owner of a 50 person, uh, you know, construction trades manufacturing company, uh, and I'm interested in uh, you know in, in improving my uh, you know the awareness out there. So I would call yeah. you, and you would provide the software that would allow us to create a talent community. That
3: yeah. So we would we get your talent community log on your site and you would start getting these more passive candidates to raise their hand and say, you know, I heard about your company because a friend of mine told me about it over beers or whatever. I'm not ready to apply, but here's my information. And maybe the recruiter reaches out to that person immediately and says, Hey, you're perfect for this open role. We got to talk, but more likely you get them to come to your office for a happy hour. You send them some information about the company your culture, your career path, et cetera. And over time, that person moves down the hiring funnel. Now, so the, I think- it, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, in, in your example of this kind of like 50-person company, you might say, well, okay, we can get the talent community on our career website to capture mm-hmm. those more passive candidates, but we don't have that many people going to our career site because nobody knows about us. And so what we also do as a company at NextWave is we expand your reach. We get your employees to share information about your culture on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. We drive more awareness into relevant talent pools so that you might get only 100 people to your career website. Next month, you'll get 1,000. The month after that, you'll get 1,500. And those people will end up in your ATS, and they'll also end up in your talent community. So that's another big thing we do is help drive awareness about your employer brand in order to get more people into your funnel.
2: Hey, Phil, it's Keith here. And, uh, you know, you yeah. and I, are, you and I speak the same kind, we're preaching from the same page from the gospel, I believe in terms of uh Jobvite's mission. And we've really, uh, you know, we've expanded upon that in terms of explaining to people that your recruitment anymore is just like sales. And I, and I love your, your sneaker, uh, example here. And you know, I did a disrupt HR talk last year in Pit- or I'm sorry, earlier this year in Pittsburgh, and it became the number one most watched global disrupt HR video once it was released. And the whole message was treating your potential new hires like your sales team uh, treats potential new clients. And mm. my curiosity to you with regards to this kind of concept is a specific type of industry rise to the surface in terms of this kind of response? Because I know that we have, you know, healthcare, for example, the need for nurses is epidemic at this point. And one of our greatest successes lies within the healthcare vertical. But we predominantly stay in that upmarket position. We certainly live in the small business as well. But are you experiencing certain industries that are turning their head towards your messaging?
3: Right now, it's any industry that's feeling the pain of a sub 4% unemployment rate and a lot of that is technology, it's professional services, but it's also manufacturing, it's also police departments. I was in Austin uh, three weeks ago and every cop car's got, go check us out, like uh, apdrecruiting.com or something like that. I, I think it's really any industry where you're fighting the war, you've got that pain point, but also your people matter. Um, which in the United States is the vast, vast majority
1: of companies. I believe it. Yeah, there's so many things that, um, you know, come up. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, whether it's, um, you know, I I work in a lot of different industries and, and, you know, tech companies, even when I wrote that article on education, which I heard, I think you heard that I mentioned, you know, in, in looking for, you know, credentialing the types of people that they're looking for, which are a lot of non-traditional candidates, non-degreed candidates. Uh, you know, they, they have the skills. So technology seems to to get it that they can look at a wider pool. But, uh, you know, certainly in healthcare, uh, you know, you need a nursing degree or you need a, a medical degree uh, to be able to do that. And, there, and there's other careers or in finance, you, you need certain licensing uh, to, to to have that. Uh, but, I, I don't know any industry that's really uh, not you know not not struggling. I, I think it's just a, it's a matter of degree who's struggling the most.
2: I agree with you a hundred percent and Phil, we're coming up on the next break here. but when we come back on the other side of the break, I wanted to get your opinion and your feedback because one of the things I'm noticing out there is that it you're spot on, your message is spot on and your company is spot on as far as I could tell in terms of the needs that are in the marketplace. I want I'm curious to find out how you're getting those prospective clients and the individuals within maybe small businesses or the larger ones to get the CFO to give them some money to take on this new model of recruitment. You know, we talk about you know shifting from a reactive recruitment model to a proactive recruitment model and because recruiters generally sit inside of some sort of HR department HR is not exactly known for being proactive in their approach to market. So I'm curious to find out how it is you're helping uh, people validate or justify the investment in in the process and the belief.
1: And we're going to hold that uh, just for a few minutes. Uh, you're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Uh, we have our guest today, Phil Strizula from Next Wave Hire. Uh, we're talking about in marketing or inbound marketing, uh, inbound recruiting, more appropriately, uh, and how we can how companies can expand their reach, uh, kind of expand that top of the funnel, if you will. Uh, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsors, Job Fight and Success Performance Solutions.
0: Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well, now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it, free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561 506 4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561 506 4031. Get your free advertising now.
2: What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geeks, Skeezers, and Googleization Show, powered by JobVite. JobVite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. JobVite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, JobVite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at JobVite.com.
4: Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy. Especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let success performance solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash w4cy. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter.
1: Welcome back to the Geek, Skeezers and Googleization show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, with Keith Compagna and our guest, Phil Struzzulo from Next Wave Hire. We've been talking about inbound recruiting and what companies can do to expand their reach and awareness and... uh, Earlier in the show, we talked about building a talent community, and then we got into what some of the other industries were, um, you know, that are that are struggling. And and really, I think we came to quickly came to a conclusion that every industry is struggling, in every size business. And uh, in another article, I just quoted that, you know, someone saying, "I'm I'm sm- I'm a small business." You know, so therefore I should be excused from this race for talent, you know, or, <laughs> or, or I don't live in the city or we're a startup or, you know, we're in manufacturing or we're in healthcare. Everybody wants to have an excuse like that gives them a get some a, a get out of jail free card. Uh, and there are none. I mean, there mm. just are none in, in this environment.
2: Yeah. Listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, he talks about how the market doesn't care. The market right. doesn't have a memory and it's unforgiving. So if you don't hurry up about it, you'll be left yeah, behind. Stop quick. playing
1: the victim card, right? That's right. right. <laughs> so have, that'll be uh, another title. Just came up with it. <laughs> Hopefully I remember by the end of the show. Uh, so, Phil, um, we, we talked to, you know, we're coming up on 2019 and, um, it's from from every indication whether even if the the economy softens a bit, um, you know our our unemployment is so low and the need for certain skills is so high that uh, I, I think the the earliest I saw that they thought that this would could be remedied was like 20, 22, You know, even if the economy collapsed, which we don't anticipate it, that it will, uh, so. What are some, going into 2019, uh, again, going back to that small kind of business, uh, you know, limited resources may not even have a full-time recruiter or HR. Uh, what are some, of, what's some of the low-hanging fruit that they can reach for to help them are, uh, and, uh, you know, extend their reach? Obviously, one is having that talent community, but what are some of the other things that you would recommend?
3: Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest no-brainer is the talent community. Um, I think the I'll go into a tactic or two in a second, but I think the whole thing is you've got to shift your mentality um from a reactive to proactive. And it's hard, right? Especially if you're buried under a lot of work and you're an HR generalist, you're doing a million other things and you have got probably hiring managers you breathing down your neck, like, hey, we've got these three reps open, they've been open for 120 days, et cetera. And then it, it's like you really have time to like think about three, six, nine months from now. Um, and you got to learn a new skill set. That's painful, but I think you just got to bite the bullet and you got to put one thing on your to-do list that you're going to accomplish by the end of January, the end of February, make it your New Year's resolution because it's going to help you in March and in April and May, and it's going to give you more breathing room. Um, so I, I think that's what I would encourage people to do. Bite the bullet, put it on your to-do list, just do it. Um, and in terms of tactics, the talent community is the biggest no-brainer. Um, I think the other... Sort of um, thing that people are having a lot of success with is Facebook ads. So that could be using the traditional marketing channel uh, on Facebook, or they have a really robust uh, jobs platform now. The average American spends 50 minutes a day on Facebook and Instagram. Um, the average LinkedIn user spends 18 minutes a month. One in five LinkedIn users log in on a monthly basis. The average Facebook user logs in every other day. So. There's just so much more viewership on Facebook. Your cost per clicks are lower. Your targeting can still be really good. And so that's one big thing that I think people should do. Um, and then maybe do a happy hour. Do an event. It's easy. just throw it out on Facebook, have the employees share it. If nobody comes, who cares? You bought 50 bucks worth of beer and pizza, um, but you might make a higher two out of it. And it's a fun way to, to celebrate culture. So there's a couple of low-hanging fruit things to do, but I think the big thing, my big piece of advice is make it your new year's resolution and just do something that's going to be proactive in this inbound recruiting space.
1: You know, it's funny because this morning, um, my, my wife texted me, I guess it came up on her memory feed, uh, on Facebook. And I did an interview for a TV station nine years ago, um, <laughs> uh, this month, I, I think it was today, uh, since it came up as a memory or close to that. And we were, I was just, introducing social media marketing at the community college where I lived at the time. And nice. it went on and, you know, the, the market nine years ago, 2009, was pretty bad. No, nobody cared about hiring, but companies were uh, concerned with how do they market and stay in business and go forward. So, you know, it, it was brief. It's, you know, if you, it's, it's actually on, I put it up on LinkedIn and Twitter so people can see it there today. Uh, but when you go up, you know, it's only a, it was a 47 minute interview, and I think I had about a 10 second clip in it, you know, after the newscaster introduced it. But I talked about how social media is kind of the world today, social, social networking is the world today, and how companies need to do it. But, you know, as I'm listening to it, it was, I, I had to go back and I looked at the date stamp, and it was 2009. But it was amazing because I could have given that message this morning. Because there's so many companies that just say, well, you know, we're not on Facebook or we don't know one of our employees uh, messing around on Facebook all day long and Twitter. And how do we know that they're going to be focused on, you know, helping us recruit and they're not talking to their kids and watching videos? What, I, I guess, what, obje- you know, how do you deal with those objections when you're meeting with, the, with those clients? Uh, again, because there's so much out there that just because the owner and the managers aren't on Facebook using social media that they, they don't think anybody else should any magic bullets.
3: (laughs) Yeah. There's just such a ridiculous amount of data that shows people are addicted to social media. Like I think that's, you know, a a problem in our society um, issues and whatnot. Um, But there's just like a tremendous, I, I would just hit them with data, like put together three slide decks, Google, like social media usage, get, you know, a couple of stats together and be like, hey, you don't think you are on social? Okay, check out this stat, this stat, this stat. Um, and if they don't get it from there, you're not going to change their mind. They're just like a stubborn, closed minded person. And, you know, hopefully you don't work with people like that. But if you do, maybe it's time to change jobs, would be my suggestion. Hopefully it doesn't sound too harsh.
2: So, Phil, you're a Harvard Business School graduate. You founded a software company. You're obviously at the front end of entrepreneurship and leadership. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had a uh, uh, two guests on the show, 20-year-old entrepreneurs at a Seton Hall College, University. Well, what have you learned along the way that you can maybe sh- pay it forward in terms of that those younger generation adults that are trying to break out of that standard work-life and balance and put something in play so that they can ultimately... Um, you know, make a run out of it, uh, run at it like you are with your company and your success?
3: That's a great question. I, there are a couple of big pieces of advice. <laughs> the first is, is um, keep your personal expenses incredibly low. Uh, if you spend $100,000 a year after taxes on stuff, it, it's going to be really, really hard not to take a salary even for six months. Um, if you live like you make 40 a year, but you make 100 a year, then you've got a lot of savings, and you can actually go and um, forego the opportunity cost of your of your job for a while to kind of do that whole thing. Um, I think another big piece of advice would be uh, product market fit is everything. And so continuously test and iterate until you find that thing that your customers want, that they'll pay for. Um, not that people say, oh, yeah, that's really great. Oh, I'd be interested, but they write you a check for um, and that they come back and they write you another check and they tell their friends about it. Um, and I guess, you know, be persistent, stay gritty. It's it's a really, really hard path. There's lots of tremendous ups and downs. And I think it's exacerbated if you have friends who are successful, maybe they're, you know, making really good money working at a law firm or the doctor or at McKinsey or something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, after you get through the pain that most people are not willing to endure and you give up a couple of vacations and, and dinners with friends and things like that. Um, at the end of the day, you kind of make it to the promised land. And if you can get to the point where you're sustaining your own lifestyle on your income, um, it's a tremendous place to be. Uh, and you get a lot of freedom and and you also get just a lot of satisfaction out of all the work that you're doing because you're not doing something for a larger company, you're doing it for you. Um, and that makes it harder, but it makes it more rewarding.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a, a great message, Phil. I appreciate that. Hey, I got one final question. We're, we're unbelievably coming up uh, toward the close here. We just got about t- uh, three, four more minutes. Um, how would, so, you know, you gave some great suggestions how companies can get started on this, um, you know, small small or large, you know, the, the importance of social media. If, if I was to start a campaign, uh, you know, this month or, or in January, what's – and without getting too geeky on everybody, what, what's some of the – I mean, how would I measure this, you know, if it works? Be, you know, is how many – is it how many people contact us? I mean, you, you mentioned even sponsoring an event, but no one shows up. Um, but I always looked at that as an opportunity for free advertising. Maybe this week wasn't the right time, but next week might. So what, what's sort of – how could you measure the ROI on that?
3: Yeah, and, and you know, like, if you, if you have an event, nobody shows up, who cares? Like, if you put four hours into planning something and three people show up, like, okay, you, you wasted four hours, and that's, that's not a big deal. Um, we had the idea to do employer branding breakfast in August. We sent out a couple emails. We posted on LinkedIn people showed up, we had fun, we kept doing them. Um, if nobody showed up, oh, well, we go on to the next experiment. In terms of actually measuring our from that stuff, I think it's all about hires. Uh, you know, how many, you know, we spent 3,000 bucks, how many hires did we make? How does that um, stack up to our other cost per hire? Maybe we're paying recruiter fees, and that's phenomenal. Maybe people are all coming inbound, and that sucks. Um, and, you know, along that whole value funnel, there's cost per impression cost per click cost per application cost for interview etc and if you want to get geeky you can get into that stuff and see where your funnel is falling apart where conversion rates aren't strong um, but I think if you're not ready to start there just start at how many hires do we get out of a given initiative
1: yeah I think there I mean there's two good points in there I, I I've been harping. I know you and I had this brief conversation uh, a couple months ago you know that about the application I mean so even if you have a great, campaign and you invite the people in and, and you build that talent community, uh, you know, your employee brand has such an effect. It was, um, I'm, I'm not sure if it was an ERE this morning or one of the other sites, um, but it was about, a, you know, how a, a crappy, um, you know, crappy empl- um, employer brand, uh, you know, that uh, I think it was 35 or 40% of people wouldn't even considering the job they wanted. uh, It it was the location they wanted and they had all the skills. They wouldn't even consider working for that company. uh, If, you know, if if the, if the company culture had a bad reputation or if it wasn't right. Uh, And then the second part is, uh, and you, you, I I know you, you, you know, are well aware of this uh, is that once people click to apply, so you've done all your inbound marketing, you got it right. And somebody wants to apply and then there's a million hurdles. Either the application uh, or the worst one is people apply and hiring managers or, or recruiters don't get back for a week or two weeks or three weeks.
2: The worst. That's the worst. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's, it, you know, there's, there's there's lots of things, but uh, you certainly gave, um, you know, a lot of a good ideas and um, great tips. But uh, th- I'm sure there's people that one is uh, may want to get in contact with you, especially if they're coming up to the Boston area, can grab coffee with you or <laughs> come to one of your breakfasts. Um, but, you know, how can, um, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you?
3: I, I think LinkedIn, if you just Google Phil's Trisula, um there's only three of us. Uh, but if you Google "close Google <laughs> and next day hire," uh, you'll find me pretty fast. And yep. just connect me on LinkedIn, and and let me know how you heard about me, and and if you want to, you know, connect and talk employer branding and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, and we'll uh, in in the uh, in the articles and in the uh, you know, once we get this up online, which will hopefully be by tomorrow or Friday, uh, we will uh, include your contact information <laughs> there as well. Any closing thoughts? Final words?
3: Uh, no, thanks for having me. Um, good luck to everybody out there. I think inbound is the future of talent acquisition. The companies that do it in the short term are going to reap huge rewards and five or 10 years from now, it'll be commonplace just like inbound marketing. Um, so if you want to be that all-star, just bite the bullet, start a project in January and go from there.
1: Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, it's good talking to you again, learn a little bit more about you and next wave hire, and I'm sure we'll be you know we'll, we'll be I'll be connected to you and I know Keith will I and will uh, too. hopefully a lot of other people congratulations uh, will be as well and uh, again for anybody's listening if you want to share this it will be up on uh, our site uh, you can go to www.thegggshow.live the- the- uh and go, hit, click on shows and uh, we'll be on demand on iheart and a few other uh, channels uh, shortly uh, thanks very much Phil uh, Keith any closing thoughts you're going to you're not going to share the huge (laughs) news
2: excuse me everybody out there job light's going to be announcing some pretty wild news uh, in the upcoming days or weeks Um, but i also wanted to say in the small world i'll be having my life work integration webinar that will be hosted by the bank seven and that website is the bank seven that's b-a-n-c the number seven dot com so that's going to be next tuesday at nine p.m eastern time so take a look at that i'm also going to post that on linkedin and phil i absolutely will be touching base with you uh i wish you all the luck i think you're in the right market at the right time and uh kudos to you thanks for coming on the show yeah Thank and guys, uh, have a good one.
1: yeah no thanks very much uh, have a, a great holiday if we don't speak beforehand uh for um for uh, for everyone else i uh, keep Google for Jobs video course is, uh, we're still open and schools, schools (laughs) open. Schools always open. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a couple specials. I have a Cyber Week special. So if you uh, go up to the site uh, or email me or connect with me on LinkedIn, there's a 90% discount. So it costs you under $10 to get started. And the best thing that's happening with it, we're building a community. I'm constantly updating it. Uh, every day I, I find new articles, got a lot of new partners and relationships, so we're building a community, and uh, even more than the school, even if you're familiar with what Google for Jobs is by now, because we've been hammering it to death, it's so a lot of people don't know, sure. um, but, uh, you know, go up there and I will send you that special code, so contact me. Uh, you'll save a co- even a couple more dollars. Uh, JobVite, uh, up on our website, uh, the, the Recruiting Benchmark Report, the yep. 2018 Recruiting Benchmark, and then the, I'm going to mess up the name, but it's the new report, the 2018 the recruiter, recruiter Nation. Nation. Yep. Yeah, Recruiter Nation. It's an unbelievable report. I mentioned it last week, but a lot of good steps and especially preparing for 2019. You got to be aware of those.
2: Yes, indeed. You got to take the time to know what's going on. Become a student of your career and help yourself develop as fast as possible by getting good results fast. Yeah.
1: And again, I want to thank everybody uh, for all the, our uh Jewish listeners, uh, happy Hanukkah!
2: Happy Get, Hanukkah! Got
1: that coming up this week and next. Actually, yep. it'll be on next week too—the eight-day holiday, right? Yep. <laughs> the gift yep. that the, the holiday that keeps on giving. <laughs> and we're only a couple of week, weeks away from Christmas. I uh, remember all our shows are available on demand on iHeartRadio. I, I go to the theGGGShow Live, uh, and be sure to join us next week too. Uh, talking more about how to recruit faster and hire smarter in 2019. Uh, you've been listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show Uh, we talk about uh, the future of work where the tired the wired and technology converge until next Wednesday and every Wednesday after that 1pm eastern time w4cy.com and iHeartRadio this is your host Ira Wolf co-host Keith Compagna don't let the shift hit your plans take care everybody